What better way to kick off the new season than with everyone's favorite web slinger, Spider-Man. Spider-Man No Way Home hit theaters at the end of 2021 and is still holding strong in the cultural zeitgeist today. Except, we apparently all just agreed that the spoiler warning thing didn't exist, I guess? I've seen more expose articles from reputable news sources than I would have expected. But that's not our goal for today. We want to touch on the why behind the what. Most importantly, we want to answer the question that Spidey is faced with. Just how much power comes with how much responsibility. Should we really have to sacrifice everything? Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and thinking too deeply about movies that you ought to not give too much thought. I am your nerd pastor, Nate. If you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, for the third season in a row, we're going to be starting this video with our scripture. Our scripture for today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, verses 25 through 30. As always, I'll be reading from the NRSV translation. That's my preferred translation. It's what's going to be on the screen, but you prefer to use whatever you prefer instead. Now, large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and said to them, whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he's laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, this fellow began to build and was not able to finish. So let's just go ahead and start this one with like a big old spoiler warning, all right? Although you shouldn't really need one since like everyone else already did kind of spoil this and they let Aunt May down. So if you are somehow unaware of the monstrosity that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the MCU and the also quite gigantic Spideyverse crossover between Marvel, Disney, and Sony, then here's a quick refresher on what's going on here. Spider-Man No Way Home is the threequel to Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home. Throughout the adventure, we've gotten taken along with the charmingly adorable Tom Holland's portrayal of Peter Parker, the titular web slinger. By the time this movie picks up, Peter's secret identity has been revealed by Quentin Beck, also known as Mysterio in conjunction with J. Jonah Jameson of the Daily Bugle.com. I mean, this is set in 2020-something, right? Like, news is dead. Let's just be real. Just like Mysterio. Ooh, too soon? I don't know. Swifties be rejoicing. Anyway, this movie sets the scene with Peter doing all that he can to set the record straight and get folks to forget that he is Spider-Man. Now, you may be asking, but why? Why not just be a superhero? Is someone threatening Aunt May? Has someone captured MJ? Is Ned dead? No, no, they just don't get into MIT. Literally, that's the plot. That is the worst plot point in Marvel history. Did I mention, by the way, that I have problems with this movie? Please don't click away. Calm down. I, I still think it's an 8 out of 10. Hey, that's pretty good. Let's just hope this sermon doesn't make me take a point away. So Peter goes to the only person he can think of to help for his secret identity issues. Is it Bruce Banner, who for some reason has no paparazzi ever take his picture when he de-hulks? Nope. Is it Clint Barton, who is actively dealing with the exact same issues at the same time? No. Peter goes to Doctor Strange so that he can magic his way out of things. And he does. Int. The spell goes horribly wrong because Peter can't commit and changes the spell too many times. A spell that Doctor Strange should never have done in the first place. You were the adult in the room, Stephen Cumberbatch! The spell ends up opening seams in the multiverse, which allow for other franchises to make money on this film. I mean, for cool crossovers to sell more movie to- I mean, for villains to come through the- I mean, so that Willem Dafoe could say, Norman's not here, honey. Yeah, that was the real reason. 100%. 
It's what we all wanted. So all of the villains, except wait, not quite all of the villains, just some of the ones that died sometimes. Mm, interesting. Think the movie will do anything with that? Mm, nope. Anyway, the villains are out and just start whipping up mayhem for no apparent reason. Peter and Doctor Strange manage to wrangle some of them into cages with the intention of putting them back in the proper time, except... Peter gets the most random and uncalled for guilt trip from Aunt May, who has been reading some weird philosophy books out of nowhere, and Peter determines that he can fix all the bad guys. Mm. So he releases them and goes to an immaculate research lab that never gets explained and begins to do some research at devillainizing the villains. And it works! No, it doesn't work at all. Otto was barely even a villain to begin with. He's the only one that got to get cured before Norman Osborn gets to say his now infamous line and mess everything up. At the end of it all, the villains escape, and Aunt May gets got in an all-too-familiar way to us OG Spidey film heads, but not before she gets to drop the famous line, with great power, there must also come great responsibility, which is fantastic. I love that they gave May the line in this iteration of the Spidey story. Awesome! But not like this! Not when she was the one who did the wrong thing! I need to stop! I need to stop before I get cancelled. I barely survived the whole Solomon thing last time. Did I really just call King Solomon pretentious? So, things are looking pretty awful in the story. The villains are planning to do something somewhere that somehow involves the Statue of Liberty because Spider-Man is in New York! And don't you forget about it! Okay, so in the meantime, MJ and Ned have been playing with a magic woo-woo ring and have accidentally summoned other franchises to make money on this film. I mean, some cool crossovers to sell more movie tickets. I mean, so that other Spideys can come through to this universe too. I mean, so that Andrew Garfield could save MJ and redeem his past failure. I mean, yes, okay? I liked that part a lot. I'm not heartless. So everyone teams up, saves the day and the Statue of Liberty, and then Strange forces Peter to make an on-the-fly pointless decision to have everyone forget him. He agrees to the forget-me-not spell and promises MJ and Ned that he will come and explain everything to them. And then he breaks his promise and doesn't. Ha, what a movie. Nothing happened by the end of it. No one was saved. Aunt May died for nothing and Peter became a lying friend at the end. <laughs> but at least Norman got the antidote. <laughs> Except uh, Norman wasn't really a great person to begin with, to be honest. Maybe he'll have a turnaround and do the whole thing all over again. <laughs> Eight out of 10 at best, but he got his dinky apartment, guys. Oh, it's just, who cares about the apartment? It's just memes. But they did make the one meme of all, you know, the one with the Spideys, and they made that a film universe reality. That's literally all eight points that I'm giving this movie. All eight out of 10 are for the meme being a thing. Okay, okay, I get it. Enough of my thoughts and opinions. Let's see why we're talking about this movie during this video and what it has to do with our scripture for today. Well, this is one of those moments where the gospel writers let us in kind of behind the scenes to see how Jesus was to those who followed him. I'm not talking about the 12. Jesus had way more than just the 12 closest to him. In this moment, we get to see Jesus talking to a large crowd who's been following him for a while. If you're willing to drop everything and follow a guy around for a while, odds are you'd be pretty interested in joining up with him. Why not, right? Who wouldn't want to be a disciple, especially if they're doing that already? Well, Jesus begins to explain what it means to be a disciple. You have to hate your mother, your father, your wife, your children, your brothers and your sisters, and living. You have to hate yourself. Now hold up, Jesus. You're describing the ultimate nihilist from Danganronpa 46, not the ultimate life of a Jesus follower here. What is going on? Well, fortunately, Jesus goes on to tell us a short parable to better explain it for all of the narrative learners out there. There's this person who wants to build a tower. Well, wouldn't this person make sure that they estimate the cost to ensure that they have enough 
to build it? Imagine laying the foundation for a tower and then not being able to complete the project. Everyone would mock you and say you couldn't finish what you started. So this has a couple of layers to it, right? This is a weird little parable. What's Jesus getting at? Well, we have a thing. We either plan for the thing or we don't plan for the thing. If we do plan for the thing, we're doing it right. If we don't plan for the thing, we'll come up short and unfinished. And when we come up short and unfinished, it'll be embarrassing to the project as a whole. So to recap, we have number one, the goal. Number two, the process. Number three, the result. And number four, the reception. And all of this has to do with the life of a disciple and whether you should even commit to it. So what does this have to do with hating everyone? Why so serious, Jesus? Well, the truth of this idea that Jesus is presenting is the key word, focus. To be a disciple, especially one that is following in the very serious footsteps of Jesus, means to focus on a central goal, on a central pathway to walk the narrow path that Jesus is calling us to walk. So let's go back to that process again. To be a disciple is to focus on the goal, the process, the result, and the reception all at once and the whole way. If we lose focus on our goal, then we just fall away or we do something we never planned to in the first place. If we lose focus on our process, then we might skip a step or miss something or miscalculate or read something wrong or hurt someone. If we lose focus in our result, then it won't look right. It won't be emulating the right thing. People might get confused about what the thing was supposed to look like in the first place. And if we lose focus in the reception, well, then people are going to mock us, judge us, or use us as an unfair example of how others should look. We're bringing down everyone by our lack of focus. So all of these things are what Jesus is concerned about. So what causes us to lose our focus in the first place? We could say temptations and bad things, but the truth is, those things aren't huge distractions when push comes to shove. We can cut out TV watching, bad food, lack of exercise. It may be difficult, but it's not impossible, right? However, where we find that our focus is really tested is in the things that we love. So our family, our mother, our father, our wives, husbands, children, friends, sometimes even ourselves. Jesus isn't saying that we need to be bitter or mean to these people, but we do need to be prepared to put the focus of Jesus's path above even them. And that's really tough. Now, where this gets really tricky is, will Jesus ever ask that of you? Odds are no. You shouldn't really need to put that priority over your people you love. But the true trick of the matter is, if it ever came to that, would you be able to do it? So let's take it back to Spidey and bring this one home. Was Peter's big sacrifice a part of his focus on his goal? Or was it a lack of focus and follow through? Has he built his tower? Or is he going to run out of material in the long run because he isn't thinking things through? Well, the obvious answer is that Peter is a fictional character being written by debatedly clever writers who are going to do all that they can to ensure that every movie follows the hero's journey as best as it can to allow for Peter to make just enough mistakes for him to keep making movies. But that's all the meta. What about the actual story. Well, to me, Tom Holland's Peter has been heading towards the greater goal of being a mentor and a friend. From Tony to MJ and Ned having more of a role than ever in his journeys so far, this Spidey has been pointing towards a place where he can be someone else's Tony and pass the flame on. With this movie, he's kind of lost that focus for me. I'm not sure why he lied to his friends. I'm not sure why he didn't embrace the world knowing who he was and seeking to be the public facing hero that could be a goal for so many, especially those in New York. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. But he didn't. So I'd say Holland's Peter still has a lot to learn. I think he still chose to love those around him more than his actual goal and focus. Maybe you disagree with me and that's fine because like I said, we all know that the story mill will keep churning as long as the 
the box office stays open. But what can we actually take from this story and from Jesus's call to be focused and think things through? What does this actually mean for us today? Well, we can hopefully look at stories like this and see that everyone makes mistakes and fails. Sometimes we fail in protecting those that we love. Sometimes we protect those that we love to the detriment of our overall focus and goal. But Jesus has made it abundantly clear. The burden is easy, the yoke is light, but we're still expected to take up our cross and a life focused on following a guy who loved people so much that he was crucified and buried for them that isn't an easy life. It's a life that the loved ones around you might not always support. But if you want to follow it, Jesus makes it clear that you need to follow it all the way or you'll only be hurting yourself and others in the process and you'll come up short with an unfinished project. You can't choose who to love. To really love everyone as Jesus loved everyone might mean that sometimes the people you first love come second. And that's really tough. But this is exactly the kind of stuff that the stories we're going to be looking at throughout all of season three in our backlog are really exploring. If you want to know more about what loving like Jesus looks like, then feel free to party up and join us here at Checkpoint Church. Whether you're Peter Parker, Peter Parker, or Peter Parker, you're always welcome at Checkpoint Church. Just please don't call me honey. Is that a good Willem Dafoe? I don't know if that's a good Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I so appreciate you taking time out of your day and kicking off season three with us officially with our first video ever. How about Spider-Man, huh? Folks, if you want more of what we're doing here at Checkpoint Church, we are streaming every single Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday over on Twitch, except for this week, but starting next week. So depending on when you're watching this video, this may not apply to you at all. If you want more every single day, all the time, 24-7, feel free to join our Discord down in the description down below where we are constantly posting questions of the day, engaging in fun times, voice chats, all this fun stuff over there and hey quick question for you which spidey is your spidey which one do you really take ownership of for me it'll always be toby i remember uh going and seeing toby mcguire's spider-man movies with my dad and that's just such like a like a paternal relationship you know you, you like you want to look up to your dad and so whenever that kind of thing happened i always have this like image of like going to the movies with my pops man in new york you Folks, with that, we're going to close this video as we close all of our videos with three things we believe to be true about every single one of you, regardless of where you are with God, whether you believe in God, whether you go to church, whether you like the church, whether you hate the church, whether you liked this video or dislike this video, which is very likely with the hot takes that I drop near constantly. Regardless of any of those things, we believe that number one, God loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing here on YouTube and through Twitch and through Discord. And number three, we believe that you, yes, you matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. Folks, with that, I hope you've enjoyed this first video back. I look forward to a super fun season with all of you. And be sure to let us know your thoughts about this video in video form over on our Discord so that it might be included in next week's video here on the Sermon Channel. Same time, same place. I cannot wait for this season until the next time I see you, whether it be on Discord, Twitch, or right here on YouTube. Bye-bye! Oi, mate, I know what you're here for. I'm the one robot that don't sound like a robot. Got special orders, isn't it? <laughs> that is his voice. That is his voice. I nailed it. I nailed it. Got special orders, isn't it? Looking to dread something special we can do. I might even give you something you can win. I love that I nailed his voice without even needing to, dude. Heck yes. So good at games.